Hello and welcome to Permanently Resident, a podcast about the ups and downs of living abroad. Available every Sunday on Apple Music and Spotify. My name is Robin. I'm from Brighton, England, and I'm living in Richmond, California. I'm Jose, and I'm from Tokyo. No, I'm from Simi Valley, and I'm living in Tokyo. You know, actually, it's because we're drinking some wine. <laughs> we're drinking some wine for this podcast, so that's probably what happened right there. I got my flamingo. Oh, you've, you've, you've forgotten where you're from. Is that what happened? Yeah, we got the flamingo Chardonnay out of out of uh, Chile right here. So. Oh boy. That's a five dollar. Right. <laughs> so this is episode nineteen. Uh, today we're talking about metaphor metamorphosis, uh, how we've changed since we met each other. Oh yeah. Uh, so first of all, we've got news of the week from uh, from Jose. So what's new with you? What's new? Um, I guess the big news is I've been started. I've started a new job a few weeks ago, and I'm really starting to get into it. So I'm a recruiter here in Tokyo in the IT industry, like a IT consultant recruiter. Um, you know, headhunting people, um, trying to match them up to our clients and hopefully get them hired and, and earn that commission. I mean, there's a lot that goes into the job, but I think that's how I could explain it simply. So what, what does that involve exactly? It involves a lot of things, but one of the basic activities is calling people in our database or maybe just cold calling them and trying to check uh, their status if they're trying to move or if they're happy at their job, something like that. Okay. So, so how does that go then? I guess we could do a little role play here. So why don't we pretend you're, you're not an English teacher and let's pretend you're a cyber uh, security analyst. You're a cybersecurity right. analyst. You're making $90,000 a year, you know, but you're, you want to step up. You want to make over 100K. You want to change your company, blah, 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 right? Okay. All right. Bring, 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 bring. Hello, Robin speaking. <laughs> People, do, okay. Hey, Robin, uh, this is Joe from blah, blah, blah. Um, do you have a minute to talk? I, I have some interesting opportunities that just came across my desk right now. And uh, Yeah, as long as you're quick about it. I'm kind of busy. Okay, well, no problem. Um, are you still at AIG? Uh, yeah, I am. Okay, how are things going over there? It's pretty good, but I've been here a while, so, uh, you know, I'm open to hear about new opportunities. Okay, well, I know you must be working right now, but I actually have a lot of jobs in the fintech and also some jobs in uh, just different IT, uh, you know, companies. And, you know, I looked at your salary in our database and yeah, I think you could earn much more. So if you give me like five minutes or 10 minutes, we could have like a video chat after work and I'd love to share these opportunities with you. Okay, can you email me with a few examples? Yeah, I could definitely email you. That's not a problem. But how about, you know, I'll just call you around five or six. What time do you get off? Uh, let me check out the opportunities first and then I'll let you know if I want to talk. Okay. Well, then I'll definitely be emailing them to you and, you know, I'll maybe I'll call you tomorrow morning to see what you thought about them. All right. All right. Perfect. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Bye. All right. Good job, Robin. So, so, so was, was I a cooperative uh, potential client or not? Uh, you weren't negative, but you definitely weren't cooperative. So my goal was to get you face to face, but you avoided that and you just said email it, right? 
but but if i just email it to you chances are you'll just like ignore it or look over it and ignore it so that doesn't really benefit me so after you you maneuvered a little bit i had to draw the line one more time and say all right well look it over i'll email it to you and then i'm going to call you back tomorrow morning so i got you to kind Mm. of i got you to kind of agree like all right well i'll you know i'm going to tell this guy what i think about it in the morning and then tomorrow so I didn't, I didn't let you escape <laughs> completely. God, just don't call me tomorrow morning. Right? Well, you should have if, <laughs> or, or you, if you really wanted to avoid the situation, like, oh, just don't, you know, don't email me. Or, I mean, don't call me at all. I'll just email you back if I'm interested, you know, but, you know, you were at work, you didn't have time to think it out. So you kind of just agreed to it, right? Yeah, I can see how that's going to be kind of stressful to get people to commit to those things, right? Mm. But that's just one part of the job, so don't misunderstand everybody. That's that's not hundred percent of the job, you know. Mm-hmm. And some people are really motivated because they they want a good opportunity. They want to make more money. They want to move up in their careers, right? So not everyone's yeah. gonna be like, "Oh my God, don't call me." Some people are like, "Oh yeah, maybe, what do you got? What do you got?" So yeah, you gotta make it sound exciting. You gotta use those uh, persuasion skills you got. Yeah, like uh, I persuaded you when we first met. Do you recall? All right, so yeah, let's move. Let's move on to that then. So, uh, so today we're going to talk about how we changed since we met. We met in September, September two thousand eight, right? October two thousand eight. Yep. And uh, now it's twenty twenty, so that's twelve years ago. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we both changed quite a bit, and in some ways, we haven't changed. So, mm-hmm. so why don't you start? How was I when you first met me? Um, yeah i mean i thought positive things about you i thought wow he's a pretty smart guy uh he likes history um um but i guess the on the other side i thought oh man he's not an easy person you know because some people are easygoing and i don't think we can ever describe you as easygoing in that time um that's not that was that was not the case it was more like Hey, Robin, let's go play. Let's go play. Let's go to the gym. Let's play basketball. And like, yeah, I got it. I get it. You're from England. You're not familiar with basketball. You might not like basketball. You might not like sports in general, but you're like, oh, fuck's sake. I don't like basketball. I'm shit at it. Blah, blah. (laughs) Like, like you'd just be like, man, I got to twist this guy's arm just to do anything, you know? So I kind of felt that when I met you. Yeah. That was one of the things. Okay. Anything else? Um, yeah, just, I guess going along with that is, uh, you were a bit standoffish or, you know, you weren't, you didn't really want to get into social situations, but you know, I'm not the most social person either. Like I definitely like interacting with people, but I'm more of a one-on-one or small group person. I'm not a big group person, so I could relate to you with that. But, you know, we're in university, so it's like, hey, we have to go out. We, we got to go to parties. We got to meet people, um, you know, when we're not studying, obviously. So, yeah, it was a bit it was a bit tough to get you into that, too, because you were a bit standoffish and negative about socialization, it seemed like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I think I wanted to. I just felt uncomfortable about it. Who doesn't? Yeah, me too. <laughs> Well, I think, you know, some people love socializing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Good. All right, so a bit, bit of a mixed bag then when you first met me. Yeah, but, you know, I thought, you know, he's a – anyway, he's a good guy. I want to be his friend. And, uh, you know, he's interesting because I only, I only like to, like, surround myself with interesting people usually. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was the main, main headline or main point, right? So, yeah. Hmm. I guess, trying to think back to those days, I mean, I think when I first met you, I thought you were kind of brash, <laughs> how outspoken. Do you, how do you say brash, like, to, uh, or explain it sim- in simpler terms for some of our foreign listeners? Um, direct, like, direct, but not in a good way. Okay, too, too direct, maybe, yeah. Uh, you know, just saying what you thought. You didn't really care whether you were pissing people off or not. Yeah. Um, I don't think that changed. I, no, I, th- I mean, uh, I, you know, f- f- at, that, at that time, I enjoyed people like that. I guess I still do enjoy people like that. Um, you know, um, uh, I thought you were a bit of an asshole, but that's not that was not necessarily a bad thing in my perspective. From my perspective. Um, you know, you're definitely not, you know, you're pretty sociable, but you obviously weren't trying to please people, mm. which, you know, in a lot of situations, especially when you're meeting people for the first time, you just moved in, you're, you're at university, you know, a lot of people are sucking up to people, kissing people's asses, yeah. Yeah. Uh, brown nosing, and you're yeah. just laying out there and you didn't really care who you know if someone liked you great and if they didn't then that was probably a bad sign so i think i think i enjoyed that but you know you obviously enjoyed winding me up when we first met and you still do to a certain extent so <laughs> i guess that's I that's why i thought you're a bit of an asshole never, never do that kind of thing bit bit divisive is what you're trying to say about me hate or love <laughs> And also, I guess, at the, at the, yeah, I mean, it's a love or hate, and I know it sounds like not, men- not, me- not mentioning anybody's names, but, you know, there were several people that strongly disliked you um, yeah. in uh, where we lived, right? And I guess, uh, you know, now I think about it, I guess sometimes you were kind of a little bit manipulative as well. Um, I think we already, we mentioned, we mentioned before how you got me to pay for like a, handle of uh captain morgan or something uh, <laughs> you just it put it in my hands and said buy this <laughs> so quite you know, i think sometimes you're tw- twisting people to do things they didn't really want to do yeah but you know it's it's necessary in this current profession though to twist people's arm a little bit and to close them right to close them and then and uh sure but 12 years ago you weren't in your current profession sure 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 but it it is a skill though right to close people yeah i mean i see that i guess guess yeah in that kind of Mm. personal you know you're talking about professionally in in the personal um you know in our friendship i i Mm. sometimes that kind of irritated me a little bit yeah yeah and you're totally right in the beginning it was it was not good to kind of uh twist your arm a little bit so 
Yeah, but I think that quickly stopped and we, we understood each other more as time went forward. Not even now, I mean, I mean, even in just that time in university. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as 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 we went forward, I think I, you know, we got to know each other better, and I saw when you were trying to do that, and uh, felt more comfortable in pushing back on. That. So I molded you to be stronger in some way. <laughs> you made me a better person. I thank you. Um, so I guess that you know that's where that's our starting point. So that uh, at that time I was when we first met, I was twenty. I guess you were 23 is that right yeah 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 so how how do you think you've you've changed in the last 12 years um i think i'm still pretty direct and i Mm -hmm. still think in general i don't care too much about what people think often but i think i'm also a lot more uh more empathetic to people right so I think if, if something grew, it's probably been my, my empathy. Because I'll give you an example of the directness. Like my boss, because I'm always, I'm telling you about my job these days. He called us in, like oh. it's, my, it's my second week. He called me and the new guy in and he's like, you know what? You guys aren't performing. And it's just two weeks. Like I barely know how to do the job. And he's like, you guys aren't performing. And if it keeps going, I'm going to let you guys go. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to let you guys go. It's that kind of environment. And then mm-hmm. I got kind of annoyed. I was like, oh, my God. And then I, I like mentioned, like, you know, I think you're kind of micromanaging a little bit, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then he called me like, uh, he's like, you're, I think you're being a little bit sensitive, right? To me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, I think you're being a little bit sensitive. I called you a micromanager. <laughs> so it, it, didn't, oh, wow. it, it didn't change much that I'm brash or direct. But I think what changed is like um, maybe the empathy part. So like I could tell like oh, okay this isn't gonna go down the ro- down down the good road, and I was mm-hmm. like oh and then we started like just not yelling but just like going a little back and forth. And I was like oh man I feel like me and you were the same guy, and he just started breaking out laughing like <laughs> he's like yeah you were kind of similar huh? I was like yeah just forget it. <laughs> he's like. And ever since then, the relationship has been great, and I've been performing pretty good. I mean, it's just the beginning, huh? so I can't say I'll be successful or not. But I, I think that's the change I can see is like the the ability to have empathy and the ability to have more self control of my uh, emotions and my directness, right? So is that, is that related to you mentioned? Mm a while ago you thought maybe you were a little narcissistic when we first met is that related to being maybe more empathetic and more um a little more self-control i think it's it's related to to being less prideful Mm -hmm. and uh, i guess that's kind of similar in the same ballpark as narcissistic and um so it, it means putting your pride aside a lot. And I think when I was younger, especially when we were in university together, uh, putting my pride aside was something that was tough to do. But now it's uh, something that I can recognize I need to do sometimes. Okay. Is that, is that, have you seen that in your non-professional relationships as well? Mm, to put my pride aside? Yeah, your friendships, romantic relationships everything um yeah i think so um like 
like I have a friend who's we're really good friends. He's living in Japan, and um, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe um maybe my personality stronger, but in the end, I don't. I think like it's better to be empathetic and to be a good friend. You know, you just need to be empathetic and listen and try to see things his way. You can't mm -hmm. let your if you have a strong personality, you can't let it dominate people because it'll just have a negative effect in the end, I think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I definitely learned that myself, I think. So... Oh, really? What, what do you mean by that statement? Well, maybe we can talk about that a little bit more in depth in a moment. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got you. You know, I think I've been, you know, tried to force my own opinions and my own... Mm. lifestyles on occasion mm. on other people okay. when perhaps it would have been better to be more empathetic and mm. accept that other perspectives are valid too and that just because somebody's not living or thinking in the same way that I do doesn't mean that they're deficient in some way or stupid yeah I think for me like maybe a few years ago I started the re-examine a lot of my friendships and I started to really uh be more more in the camp of just trying to understand my friends and uh trying to be more supportive to my friends rather than rather than the opposite expecting them to support me so I think I changed my my view and outlook on friendship a lot, a lot especially the last few years hmm. sure so how else do you think that you've changed them? Um, yeah, I, th I think when we met, I was really irresponsible. Um, and also really spoiled in a lot of ways. Um, you know, like, for example, when we first met, like my first semester at UCSB, like, I wasn't taking it seriously. And I went on academic probation, like the first quarter. Did you? I didn't. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. I was like, "Wow, I'm about to. I joined this, or I I'm accepted to this good university, and now I'm about to get kicked out like three months later or whatever." For I don't know how long a quarter is, right? And uh, yeah, so it's, it's it's ten weeks, is it right? Yeah, so it would be like probably a total twenty weeks, right? If you got kicked out, and I was like, "Wow." Yeah. So from that point, I really I really turned myself around and. I learned how to be a really good student. And um, even today, I think I'm a pretty good student. Um, it's something I've become good at. So when I, you know, I took my MBA, like, you know, recently, I still had those skills to be a good student. So, yeah, and I think it serves me well in my current job, too, to be very studious about things. So, yeah, I wasn't always a good student, but I've really molded myself in. Because before, like, maybe, I don't want to sound narcissistic again but yeah maybe like you know I'm a little smart and I can do things but I wasn't a good student all my life like mm -hmm. I would be like a lazy student like if it came easy I'll do it if it didn't come easy I probably wouldn't work hard but I think I managed to put together the hard work and the ability to become a, a formidable student right so I think you've always been a good student though that's been one difference you've, you've been a good student since day one since the first day we met since we met yes but that wasn't that wasn't always true um 
you know, I think I had a bit of a realization after I, I mean, well, I'm not, I won't go into details about the exam system in the UK, but I did very badly on the exams I took when I was 17 years old. Okay. Uh, and so I was like, oh, uh oh, you know, if I'm going to get into a decent university or even semi-decent university, I need to pull my finger out and get going. Yeah. So when I was 17 and a half, something like that, I started, then I started working much harder. Um, but before that, I barely did anything, you know, through most through high school. And then once I went to what in the UK is called sixth form college, I was, I was late. I was extremely lazy, but I came to realization if, it, you know, I had to make things happen in my own life. I couldn't rely on others at that point. Yeah. So like when we met, you, you just mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, I was 23 and you were 20. And there's a reason I was 23 is because I wasn't a good student for in junior college, right. Or whatever. Yeah. So I wasted a couple, a good two years, at least two, two and a half years of not, you know, advancing in my academic career. So it was a long, tough road to come to my realization where like, I realized, all right, you got to study, you got to, you got to, you know, advance, you got to do it for yourself. No one's going to push you. No one's going to do it for you. So that realization that you came to when you were 17 or 18, I probably came to it when I was, uh, you know, 23. So. Yeah. So, so you feel like you become much more responsible then. Um, is that related? You also mentioned you feel like you were kind of careless when you were that age is that related to being irresponsible oh man yeah i i think i've been you know irresponsible in that sense and um with my academics but yeah as i mentioned to you i became a very strong student when i was about 23 years old and i've been a strong student since but i think another aspect of irresponsibility where you and i differ is i've been really irresponsible with money my whole life right mm. And that's taken a lot longer to uh, overcome rather than, um, rather than in comparison to being a student. And I think a big part of it is because I have like two parachutes, kind of. I have a parachute with my mom and I have a parachute with my dad, right, who are divorced. Mm-hmm. And in some way, I think it didn't give me enough pressure or, you know, to, to be responsible with money, I guess. Um, but I don't blame them. It's, it's hundred percent my fault. Right. But, uh, some of my coworkers currently, like they're from, for example, the Philippines or Africa or some other countries and they don't have a parachute, right? If they don't, if they don't succeed, if they don't do well, they're going to have a really tough time. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't want it to be like a disadvantage or a crutch for me to have those parachutes. So I think this is my, my current step is to, um, to not think in those terms and just think in the terms where if I don't succeed, I, I can't survive. Like I need to, I need to just think that way. I think to have that, I guess you could say that immigrant mentality, right? Yeah. I mean, that would be one way of putting it. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, when you do have that fallback or parachute, mm it is difficult to get that uh, motivation, but it's also, I think the important thing is difficult to maintain that motivation. Um, mm. 
And to get anywhere, you've got to maintain that motivation over over years, right? Yeah. Um, so, I yeah, think, I mean, I, I hear you on that one. I think basically with both the responsibility, whether it be financial or the responsibility of being a student, I think the one thing I noticed all the time is that it's it's very, it has to come from your internal space or it has to be self-motivated. If it's not self-motivated, you can never overcome it. You know, I didn't become a good student until I was truly self-motivated to, to think, all right, well, I don't want to be 24, 25, 26 years old without a university degree. You know, fuck that. You know, mm-hmm. That came from internal motivation. Like, okay, I'm going to change it. I know I have the ability, so I'm just going to be a good student. And I did it. And um, same thing with like uh, financial things like, okay, well, I don't want to be in debt or I don't want to, you know, not have a lot saved in the bank when I'm 40 years old. So, you know, you got to get on it and just have that internal motivation that driving that push. So comes down to that. Yeah, I mean, I think you would start to learn to enjoy your own successes or anything. That's it. Good, good. How about you, Robin? How, How do you think you've changed a lot? Um, well, actually, I was just having this conversation with my mother the other day, and um, Mama Garnham, Mama Garnham, yeah, and uh, we're mentioning how I've become you know, it's been a slow, it's been an incremental process, but I'm much more optimistic than I used to be. Yeah, I noticed that's that's for various different reasons, but you know, one, I think a big one has been the influence of living in the united states for quite a while yeah Uh, and just how you know starting off just having a pessimistic attitude just is not acceptable people Mm -hmm. react very negatively when you're pessimistic uh whereas in the uk if you're pessimistic that's just a regular occurrence and uh sometimes people even enjoy other people being pessimistic (laughs) Um, misery loves company something like that yeah so uh, you know i'm not i i wouldn't i wouldn't describe myself as an optimistic person but i'm definitely much more optimistic or much less pessimistic than i was in making me in your life bringing that optimism as well well yeah i mean there's definitely the people that are around you that have a have an influence on you and you know, she's a, she's a positive influence on me. So yeah, it's definitely been important. Okay. So I think you and I have, uh, you know, we're friends. Um, we've kept in contact since university on and off, but there's been a big gap of no contact. So yeah. I want to ask you, how do you think I've changed when you've been interacting with me since we started this podcast to in comparison to the university days? Um, I think maybe this goes for both of us, but just much less of a a tendency to revert to jokes to cover up um, insecurities or uncomfortable moments or um, things like that. You know, I just think there's more. We're both more comfortable with ourselves um our strengths and our weaknesses and we can talk though talk about them much more honestly much more openly than we could before 
Um, I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I think um, I think you've changed. Um, you seem a lot more, as you said, positive and um, yeah. But in some ways, you're the same person. But it's kind of like your your attitude or your outlook has changed. I think a lot. And I know you've been through a lot. And um, you know, maybe we haven't talked about all the things you've been through, right? Since we've we've last lost contact. Mm-hmm. but uh you've definitely been through a lot and i think um those things have really changed the way you you view things so you're definitely a more patient person i think uh you're a more empathetic person and i really sense those things in you well, thank you I've, i mean one thing that i don't think i've said it to you but yeah. one thing i've said to a number of people i'm interested to know what your experience is with this like sure. one thing that's really driven change for me i think and especially in terms of being more empathetic being more open-minded building self-confidence building social skills has been teaching Uh, like that's definitely not the only thing but that has been something i think slowly um have built up my confidence i don't know do you feel like it's had much of an impact on you yeah, because when you're teaching ESL, you, you know, you sit down with people and sometimes you hear their their life story or their situation. And I guess you play kind of armchair psychologist a little bit. So, yeah, when those moments happen, I think you learn to be a better listener, have better empathy and, and that kind of thing, right? And even in my my current job, like, you know, of course, I'll never give names or anything, but I've had people like, you know, I'm talking to and they'll, you know, like I I treated you like someone I'm chasing. Right. But sometimes people reach out to me and they're like, look, I haven't Corona hit. I haven't been working for five months. I really need a job. Can you help me? You know, like, can you have anything? And, you know, maybe they'll be a little bit old or their skill set will be a little bit lacking or there could be, there's just something that would make them hard to place. Right. Yeah. Or maybe their Japanese skills are too weak, but man, you still have empathy for those people. Cause you know, you, you, you understand their situation. Cause I've been there. I've been in the situation where it's been really tough to find a job. Right. And of course. Yeah. Yeah. So in those moments, I think both in English teaching and even in this job, your, your empathy does grow and you never want to be in this job, especially you never want to be the person who just only looks at people, people's value as, okay, well, he's really skilled. I can put him in a, in a company and I can make money like a money bag. Like, you know, so, so I'm glad to have that empathy from teaching. Like, as you mentioned. Yeah. I mean, I think, sounds like it sounds like you had a similar experience then obviously you started from a little bit of a different place you know the things that you needed to work on were a little bit different but you know you still managed you still managed to work on those through through teaching uh esl so i think a lot of my my change has come like internally or from me um you know my own self-motivation and my drive but I really have to credit uh, Akari, uh, who we often talk about on this podcast with a lot of that too. 
Mm. So, I mean, what's her role been in that then? I think uh, we're very different people because she's very detail-oriented and she's very practical. Like, I always tell you stories like, oh, Akari told me, like, oh, you got to fold the umbrella this way <laughs> or you got to put the – don't slam the bottle down or the not slam, like, the you know, the water bottle, put it softly on the table, you know, those kinds of things, right? And, uh, yeah, so I, I don't think that way. I'm very, like, big picture. I'm very uh, creative. But she's very detail-oriented. She's very practical, right? So that's my weakness. And I think being, you know, knowing her through the years has really uh, been able to shape that. So I think that's really important is when two people can come from different sides and they really, you know, bring different positives to each other and help each other grow, you know, because to be with someone who's exactly like you, I mean, don't you think that's not the best route to go? I'd rather be with someone who has a different skill set, who has different ideas about life, who has a different way to think. I mean, it could make things a little difficult, but in the end, I think you will grow more as a person in the end. Yeah, I mean, I think you've got to have some, you've got to have basic compatibility in some ways, right? Especially mm. in terms of your basic values and perhaps to a certain extent your lifestyle. But yeah, it's always good to be challenged by the person you're with most mm. often. And in this case, it's going to be your romantic partner. How about you, Robin? Who has really impacted your change besides your own internal? Uh, you know, self-motivated change, who has been the person who has really moved your change? I mean, there have definitely been a few people that have been important. I yeah. mean, most most recently, I think, you know, I think I've been moving towards this, but uh, Megumi has uh, helped me to, you know, bring into focus what's maybe more important and what's less important really uh, for example uh, um just i mean one thing that i think maybe you saw i struggled with when we first met was enjoying the moment right mm -hmm. uh enjoying simple simple things even if it's just you know, taking a short walk to go to the store or, um, yeah. you know, drinking a cold uh, beer or something like that. I mean, you know, those are the moments that make up life, right? Not every moment is a fireworks show. Not every moment is a grand yeah. birthday party. Um, and if you can't enjoy a smaller moments on a daily basis, then you're not going to be a very happy person. Mm. Yeah, I think that's where me and you are a bit similar. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we're very like, we're in our own head a lot too much maybe. And I think we think too much sometimes and we don't, we can't just, uh, we're kind of restless people, I think. Does that, do you line up with that a little bit, Robin? I'm wondering. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Hopefully less than I used to be, but I think that's probably still true. So, yeah, I also I really appreciate Akari for those kinds of things because 
yeah, for her, like a simple bath is nice or sitting in peace, sitting in quiet, mm, just enjoying the meal, you know. For me, it's like, oh, I have my computer pulled up, I'm reading the news, I'm watching YouTube, I'm, I'm eating some food, like my mind is in four different areas, right? And yeah. So thank thank you, Akari. <laughs> for improving Jose. <laughs> like, okay, like, well, uh, is it like training a dog? Like what? <laughs> if you want to put it that way, then it's that way. I think I think you put it that way. That that's not what I, that's not what I was getting at. But uh, but anyway, on that note. Um, let's bring things to an end. Thank you again so much for listening. Uh, if you've got any questions, comments, uh, or musings, you can send them over to uh, permanently res that's R E S at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, and we'll answer any questions on the podcast. And I've definitely got a lot of feedback, uh, from some of you guys on Facebook and through messages, but, uh, yeah. I really want to encourage more engagement because if you guys email us, you know, your ideas, your opinions, we will definitely read it over the podcast. And um, we're always interested in engagement. So please do email. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know how Robin annoyed you. Let us know how I annoyed you and, you know, anything like that. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. See you guys next time. Bye.